Honey, where are you going? Where are you going? <sighs> again? Just where are you going? Where are you going? You're not going to the bar again, are you? You like hanging out, drinking beer at the bar, talking sports? Come on out and join us weekly. Guys at the Bar Talking Sports, your podcast for just that. Hanging out, drinking some beer, talking sports. Are you really doing season four of that stupid podcast? Y'all know the name of the show. It's Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. And what do guys do when they talk sports at the bar? They drink beer. So if you want to buy us a beer, you can Venmo us. The Venmo is at Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. Thanks for tuning in for another week of Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. We're just some neighborhood friends who get together weekly at MJ's Bar and Grill in Columbia, South Carolina for some brews and a microphone. Stay tuned as we discuss some games of the week. Coming up, you got the Notre Dame-Ohio State game coming up. You also have about five or six other top 25 matchups coming up as well, including Colorado versus Oregon. You got Florida State and Clemson, which is not a top 25. We're going to talk about that anyway. Ole Miss and Alabama, UCLA, Utah, all kinds of good games coming up. So we're going to talk about those. Um, feel free to share this show with your friends. Subscribe. Give us positive reviews on your favorite podcast app. We have a Facebook group that's called Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. Feel free to join that. And always love having support of our drinking habit. I'm drinking. All my people around me are drinking. And we're at the bar, and they're all Dude, drinking. Dude, can you believe how many people, how loud it is sitting around watching us do this podcast tonight, wanting to hear what we got to say? It is loud in here tonight. We've got them packed in here tonight for sure. <laughs> we'll be signing autographs after the show, yeah. not during. So if anyone around us wants to buy us a beer, or if you want to buy us a beer, go ahead and Venmo us. It's at Guys at the Bar Talking Sports on Venmo. And uh, we are always about getting beer bought for us. We did have one round bought for us tonight yes. by yes. Colleen Toombs. Colleen. Yes. Thank you very much. Amazing person. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you. Cheers to you. I'll be giving her a shout out on the Facebook group page as well. Nice. So let's get the introductions out of the way and then we'll move on because we got a full show tonight and we got we, the time's a ticking because we only got about 45 minutes to an hour before they're going to call last call. So go ahead. What do you got for me, Hanger? Sorry, Chopper. What are yeah, you doing, Chopper? I got a Corona Light. How's everybody doing? What's up, man? Corona Light. You watching your girlish figure? Darn right I am. <laughs> Cheeks. I have been. <laughs> Cheeks, you got a really pretty drink going on there. What are you drinking? It's an orange green sickle. Nice. That sounds delicious. Well, it's okay. <laughs> so, um... I posted something on another Facebook group today, and it was something to the effect of, uh, hey, come join our group because it's better than your group, that other, some other crappy group, and I put guys to bargain sports, and some lady chimes in, she's like, oh, is this only for guys then? And I said, hell no. <laughs> we got a female, uh, we got a woman on our podcast, yeah. and we have about 30% or so women in our Facebook group. Yeah, it's not bad lot. stats right there. No, Let's no, get the no, final no. introduction, my man, the Rebel. How's it going? And as always, a little brown water in diet. And uh, some nights you've been hanging out here a little longer than others, but I can tell tonight you have not been hanging out. I'm, I'm a working man. There's one of our listeners who's running me ragged. She's, I mean, she don't want to work, so I'm having to work a little harder. It's okay. She had to be on vacation all last week, weekend before, so listen, that's all right. Listen, when you are, when you're getting your child famous, your child's getting famous. 
You know, like that's her that's her priority. Hey, absolutely. She's now not only is she a working woman, she's a she's an agent. Yeah. All right. So the last few weeks, I've been coming up with this word of the day thing. The words of the day describe a game that matches that word. And the first word I got for y'all is unexpected. What's an unexpected happening from last week? Alabama. What do you mean? Tell me more. They, right now in the season, they're not good. They're not good. They're not good. I mean, they've got the talent to get there. I mean, now granted, let me be preface this. They're not good because they're not. We're, they're not what we've come to expect from Alabama. That's I right. mean, doesn't mean they're not good. They're not. But I'm saying by Alabama standards right now, they are in shambles. Like they have not been in what 10 years, 15 years. It's been a while. So well, they have always been in that kind of plug-and-play type offense and defense, where the old players leave, new players next come man in and plug them in, and they don't miss a beat. They're missing a beat. Doesn't mean though that they're not as good because trust me. As soon as you think they're not good, they're going to turn things no, around and surprise you. Well, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. there's there's challenges on offense all across the board, not just in the quarterback position. Defensively, I think that they're okay. I think that they're the Alabama we yeah. expect on defense. It's but, the, yeah, unexpected. The, 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 the problem they're running into is they play in the SEC West where you don't get four or five games to figure it out. You, 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 you every don't. week you, you got to bring it, you don't. or you blink and you've lost three games, and here you are. But if there's yeah. one person that you want figuring it out, you want. Nick you mean it's not the greatest coach in the country, Deion you Sanders? Want him figuring that out. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Cheeks, what was unexpected about last week? Talk to me, and you got to come in close to the microphone. Mine's, mine's a group. It's still the Pac-12. Still, eight of the teams are on the AP poll. That is insane that yes. that is happening. But this weekend, a lot's about to change yes. on that Pac-12 they because they're, they're, starting to, they're starting to beat each other up for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on. When you're thinking about the word damn, Chopper, when you think about the word damn, what game from last week makes you say, damn? Missouri all day. Ah, he got me too. Oh, that's mine. Missouri all day. Yeah, right? I they, think the entire country. The kicker, at one right? Time. Kickers are people too. Right? 61 yards. That's the SEC record. Let's get in the weeds with this a little bit. Awesome. Last year against Auburn, he missed a 20 yard field goal to put it into overtime, which yeah. allowed Auburn to win. Yeah. He kicked right. 61 yards, and that thing was good from 65. But this was the thicker kicker from last yeah. year, too, same right? Guy. It's the guy. same guy, though. So same you can't guy. you can't hit a chip shot. But it, to win a game against a top-20 team, you split the uprights with yardage to give. Dude, yeah. that's damn. That's beast. <laughs> damn. That's, that's good stuff. And that's the only one Just for you, Nikki Traylon. <laughs> yeah, there was actually one person that specifically called that out. That they wanted us to talk about that particular shot. So, and she said she might come down here and talk about it, but she couldn't make so, it. I don't even know. Again, again proof that we pay attention to the Facebook group, right. that we that we take comments and input, and make sure we incorporate it when it's appropriate. That's right. All right. So for me, it was Florida versus Tennessee. I said, "Damn! I told you all I was right about that." <laughs> no one wanted to believe me that Florida's going to beat Tennessee. But they You're did. right about that. And yeah. I still don't I still don't know if Florida's that good. But they played good. They played a good game. From they a, played a good game. From a defensive perspective. Yeah, which I brought that up. Defensively, statistically wise, they are one of the top defenses in the country. And they kept that off at that strong 
Tennessee offense on its own. I'm going to need to see another game or two before I get sold on Florida. I think Dan is more more USC holding their own in the first half against Georgia. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all expected them to lose. Wait a minute. Coming from a Southern cowgirl, you need to – did you refer to them as USC? Ah, no, I like it. We're we're, we're teaching us. He's selling out. Okay, Carolina. (laughs) No. 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 Yeah, that was a damn moment for me as well. Because at halftime, I was like, I was thinking, holy crap, the number one team in the country is going to go down. Damn. But then they came back and made me say, damn. Yeah. They're a second half team. Damn. They sure are. You know? All right. Told you so. This was an easy one. What do you mean? Because all I could think of you. Told you Hanger so. saying, I told you so. I told you Florida was going to win. I told you, told you, told you. And that, you were right. Yeah. I totally could have put yeah. told you so because that was that could have been my told you so, but I wanted to change it up because that's way too predictable for me. What do you got for me? My told you so that's still kind of an early told you so based on strength of schedule. But I told you so that Oregon State is going to be a contender when this all shakes out with DJ Alphabet out there. I did I, that made me hesitate when they pointed that out, but that guy has found found his cleats and he knows all of a sudden how to play this game again. Now, granted, their strength of schedule for the first three games is a little suspect, but now they're going to get into this. They have Washington State. The Pac-12 is the greatest conference in the world, apparently the Chiefs. We're going to find out just how good Oregon State is, but I told you so that they are going to make some noise. I told you Georgia is not as good good a team as we think they are. And and and, and I'm telling you, they will not be undefeated in October. So you, you got to told you so, and I'm telling you. Yes. Holy crap, this well, guy's going above and beyond. Yes, I know. I'm All right. Exceeding expectations always. My told you so is Alabama has shown exactly what I thought they might be at the beginning of the season at 8 and 4, 9 and 3, even maybe a 7 and 5 team. So I'm just going to say after last week, I told you also about that, but like my man Chopper said, we got Nick Saban there. He's putting the geniuses out there to make sure that that does not happen again this year. He hasn't slept since Saturday night. Yeah. What is going on He's in the world? What's going on in. Whoa. Wow, the bar just got really loud. This is proof that we're actually in a bar. <laughs> There's a birthday party. There's a birthday party. That's what it is. We'll let that go. We'll let that There fly. we go. Now let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's actually the guys at the Bar Dragon Sports birthday. That's why they were singing it to That's us. it. Yeah. All right. When you're thinking about a game last week or even a player last week, and you have to think beast mode, beast mode, what do you got for me, Cheeks, on beast mode? Mine was, although he got injured, Travis Hunter. Why? Uh, well, I mean, the, the dude was taken out with a lacerated liver. But he came back today and said that he had no hatred or or any meanness in his in his body form. He said, "It's football. I'm going to get up and fight again." Nice. Okay. Yeah, and he's ready for it. He's going to miss at least three games, but he's ready and he's anxious and he's wearing a giraffe onesie. That's <laughs> well. Then that that's kind of beast. He's kind of dressing like a beast mode, I guess. I don't know. Michael Phoenix, Phoenix Jr., right? 1,332 yards in a season. The number one rated quarterback right now in the country. 12 touchdowns. Around this height, 
with Shador Sanders and all this stuff going on. Quietly Nobody going is mentioning Michael Penix Jr. And this guy is freaking insane and on fire, and he's going to keep on going. That is beast mode Where to was me. he at before in Washington? I forget. I was trying to. I was having this conversation today. He transferred to Washington. He did from this where? year from Arizona State, maybe? I can't remember. We'll look it up and we'll, we'll yeah. clarify. You know who's going to go beast mode this weekend? Who's going beast mode this weekend? My man, Bo Nix. <laughs> Bo Nix is going beast mode this weekend. Against Colorado, against Prime. You're going to finally put Colorado down. You think that? I mean, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix makes his run for the Heisman this weekend. Don't get ahead of yourself. We're about to talk about that game here. Yeah, he's beast mode thus far, and it's because I have them in my final four. The beast mode because they are doing exactly what they are, were supposed to do through three games. It's Penn State again. They 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 they're, they are sitting there. They're, you know, every, Michigan and Ohio State gets all this attention. But Penn State is cleaning is just cleaning house and taking names right now against teams that they should do that. And but right now they're efficient. They're not turning the ball over, and they're blowing out teams they should be blowing out. Early in the season, you always get a pulse up. Are they blowing out the teams they should? Are they beating the win, winning, or you know, are, they, are those games kind of close? You know, we've had some what we thought like Alabama last week with South Florida that should have been a blowout on paper, right? And it went down late. Penn State is not doing that. They yeah. are taking care of business right now. They're in beast mode. Beast mode. All right, I gotta pose a question to the t- to the family over here. Okay, yeah. I have to pose it. The limelight, it is bright. Y'all know this, right? It's hot. It turns people into killers. It also burns people on the field, right? <laughs> that limelight is hard for young people especially. And uh, sometimes they can't handle that fame. Is this going to affect the young men there in Boulder, Colorado? Because oh, yeah. Did you see this? They had, they had Little Wayne opening up the, sh- the show for them. Like, it, you have... Famous people coming in left and right to talk to these guys. Is that going to hurt or help that program, do you all It's going to help it short term, but I'm telling you, the hangover's coming. Hangover's coming. It's going to hurt. It's going to be like, what do we do now? We can't do this every single weekend. All right, it's fun and partying right now. It's going to it, it, As Mike Tyson would say, you have a plan. It's all fun until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And last week they got punched in the mouth a bit. Yeah. So yeah. now it against a group of five school, not even one of the against big. Colorado State, which Washington, rivalry. Washington State beat them 50, 52 to like 17. Yeah, and it's like a rivalry game, so you got to account for that a yeah. little bit. But what I'm interested to see right now is we're going to find out just how much testicular fortitude they have because they lose one of their key pieces for three games, and now they're about to get into the teeth of their schedule. Like they're going to find out what they're made of, and it's just going to be a matter of when it gets hard, when sledding gets tough, are they going to spit out the bit, or are they just going to be how they've done three games, find a way. And if they win this week, they're legitimate. Oh, my goodness. The, the conversation changed because they're at Oregon and missing a player. If they were to find a way to win this week, yeah. And, and do, I get on the, do I get on the train at this point? Yeah, at that point I do. Okay. Not so fast, my friend. Bo Nix. To make sure that doesn't happen. Well, let's get to I don't that think it does. I said if it does. And we're getting to that. Do you think that the reason why Travis, that that dude took that hit on Travis Hunter the way he did, do you think the reason why that happened was because of the glamour and the fame that's going on around that team right now? Like, that hit was blatant. He was, he was about a, a yard and a half outside the out of bounds already. It was about probably a second and a half after the play. This guy just pounds him down. Let me, let me explain something to this. Do I think he was trying to send a message? Yes. 
Ten years ago, that's not an illegal hit. So let's okay. just keep this relative. The new rules have made that a dirty hit. Okay. But ten years ago, you, you stand over him, you talk, jump, and you get him and get back to the huddle. Yeah. So do I think he was trying to hurt the kid? No. But do I think he was trying to send a message that, you know, we're not bothered by your yap and we're not bothered by all the hype? Yes, that's exactly what he was doing. Anytime you ever played against a player like that that was getting a lot of attention, kind of prima donna, your attention goes to, I'm going to show him something. Let me tell you, the best way to shut up somebody having been there and done it is you hit him in the mouth as hard as you can. And if you can put enough doubt in his mind that he's not looking for the football to go to catch it, he's looking for you, he's done. He's done. And that's what he tried to do. It's just with today's rules, that was considered a dirty hit. Gotcha. Okay. Good point. Good point. David Anthony makes the comment on the Facebook group, no team seems unbeatable this season. Why is this? I think because of the parity that has become part of the transfer portal and NIL. You said the same thing. You're, you're starting to see the parity. again. transfer portal? I'm not, I'm not a fan of it, but you've got th- – th- people are still feeling out how to handle all this. And you've got, you've got schools such as Clemson that are, still, that are still resistant to it, and you're seeing them suffer because of it. Um, I really do think the the environment we're in now has caused a lot of parity, same way we did in college basketball by making kids stay in school. So is it good for competition? Yes. Is it good for the health of the game? No. Okay. This is, this, is, this, is, this season will be an adjustment period. Maybe this, we can go into next season a little bit, but everybody will catch on to what is needed, to what the recipe is, right? And the, be- the best can't stay the best forever. Yeah. You're always going to have the tide turning. There's the tide. The tide yeah. does turn. There's yeah. also the the the, um, the top 12 teams are making the chance are going to be in the playoffs next season. And I think there's a lot of recruiters that are out there saying, "Hey, listen, all, if we're in the Pac-12, we're in the Big Ten, we're in the Big 12. If we're in the top two or three teams, we have a chance to make it into the playoffs. So just come play with us, rather than SEC dominance, where two teams in the SEC are going to make the playoffs every time. Right. Now it could be." Four teams from the SEC, three teams from this conference, and four teams from that conference. I digress for about two seconds here. How stupid is the powers that be in the Pac-12 looking right now that they've put this much quality on the field but did not do their homework to to maintain the integrity of that conference to be able to go get TV contracts and go garner money to keep that conference together. And now you could argue three games through the season right now, they're having the most successful season that they've had since they expanded 12 teams. And it's just amazing to me that... Is that because they're so good or the other conferences are not A little both. A little both. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both as, as well. The Pac-12, a lot of teams are undefeated right now. That's going to change this weekend. We know that. Um, is it just the fact that they're they're beating? But they are beating some quality teams too. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. I think it's. I think they've had some parity that's allowed that, which has brought some of these other conferences down a little bit. The, the, again, the spread has closed a little bit here to where now they have the talent to be able to compete. Again, yeah. I said 30 seconds. We digressed two minutes. I apologize. Did FSU win or did Boston College lose the game? Boston College. That's from Sean Kane, by the way. Boston, Boston College lost. I, I, I did not believe they were dominating. I, look, I, this this is going to be an unpopular opinion from some of our most loyal listeners. Did Boston College lose the game? Yes. But good teams find a way. 
Yeah. Right. Good teams find a way. Look, every year you can look at even like last year with Georgia, won a national championship. What was the game? Oh, Ohio State in the Final Four. Ohio State should win this game, but Georgia right. found a way. Yeah, yeah. So every good team, every, you don't ever see anybody run the table uninhibited without a close game or a loss these days. So is, is that is that the close game that makes Florida State that much better? We're going to find out. Again, I had them in my final four, and I'll get chastised for this. That's okay. But, yeah, Boston College lost the game, but in the same breath, Florida State found a way to hold on and win. That's right. Okay, so, y'all, you guys know the best way to pick the team to win could be to look at the stats, find something, look deep into those books and see. Are we which talking about winning or are we win? talking about winning bets here? Which, winning bets, yeah. <laughs> Best way to win bets, right? You might call a statistician and get them on the phone and say, hey, statistically, which team's going to win? You might even call an expert or become an expert yourself. But here, we listen to a three year old on this show, right? We call him the legend. His name's the legend, Landon Legend, and that's what we get the that's how we figure out who's gonna win these games. And he's still over five hundred for the season. So let's hear the legendary picks for the week. Oregon, Clemson, Alabama, Utah, Washington State, Penn State, Yo Dame. So those were your legendary picks. Basically, guys. He chose all of the home teams. So I think he's going with home team advantage on every single one of these games. He chose Oregon. He chose basically all the home teams. So that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna go with on the on the legendary picks this week, alright? Me, me, I think that gets him five hundred. <laughs> that might get him five hundred, you never know. But let's jump into the first game because we've talked so much about it already. And that's gonna be number nineteen, Colorado. At number 10, Oregon. Now, that Colorado game last week was freaking rough, dude. Absolutely, absolutely rough. They came back in the end and won. Good teams, great teams find ways to win, I guess. That's fine. But Oregon is going to come into this game just, I mean, they're they're expected to win, what is it, 93.5% chance that they win. I don't know if that's right. And the reason why I say that is because this game could get into a shootout. We know Colorado can score points. But they've lost their primary weapon that's not that, called a quarterback. That's not true. Okay, <laughs> Travis Hunter plays both sides of the ball, but he's not the number one or even the number two receiver on that team. But do team. you know why? Because he's drawing the double coverages, which is allowing these other guys to catch the ball. See, I just don't I, – I see him as – Really good on both sides of the ball, but not great on both sides of the ball. So he's uh, he's an above-average player well, on both sides of the ball. Well, what I'm saying is they know he's athletic enough that if he gets hot, he's going to be real hot. So they're rolling a safety over his side every time. Yeah. Now they don't have to do that. And that, that could be true. That could be true. So um, he's out of the game. They still managed to come back and win the last game. This is a team that can put up points. So if this gets into a shootout, Colorado can win this game. The other thing that I'm saying, think though, is that it comes down to whose defense is better, and Colorado's defense is is uh, not there. Whereas Oregon has shown that they have a pretty good defense. Yeah. So I think that 96% might be a little off. It might be more like 70-30. No, if you're saying who's going to win the game, I think it's pretty accurate. We're not talking about yeah. spread. We're just talking about wins and losses here. Yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. Here's the way I look at this again. Colorado has already exceeded bookie expectation. They're already at what they thought they were going to have their yep. win total at for the year. Yep. So they're, you know, they're playing on they're playing on house money. 
The thing is this with Colorado that a lot of folks need to understand is Oregon can win this game if Colorado keeps this game close for the season of how their outcomes are. It's a win for them. You don't take moral victories. I mean, Lord knows Deion Sanders doesn't take moral victories. Yeah. But if, if, if uh, Colorado can keep this to a one-score, ten-point game for how they're going to perform the rest of the year, it's a win. Yeah. But do I think they're? Do I think this is when the show comes off the rails a little bit, barring injuries? Yeah. I mean, I think Oregon has just been there. They're battle tested. They know exactly what they have. I think Oregon wins the game. Yeah, How does Bo Nix do in this game, there, Chopper? I think Bo Nix kind of solidifies his run for the Heisman this weekend. I think that it was a little bit of help from the Oregon defense, um, shutting shutting down Shador Sanders. Um, which he is. He it's I, it's not hard to shut him down. Yeah. When he when when things like in the very beginning of the first two games, yeah. the, the last two games, sorry, against Nebraska and against Colorado State, yeah. they were not performing well in that first half. You right. Know, we talked about we talked about all the fun they're having in Boulder right now. I think that party ends this weekend. I think it'll. I think they're still going to have a good season, but it's not going to be this. Hey, you know, wild. Toga party every every weekend, you know, where they're uh, calling in everybody and game day this and game day that. So it, it's going to be a normal. It, it, this is going to bring it back to reality this weekend. Reality is going to set in. Cheeks. Um, You're our Pac-12 expert. Hit me, girl. Well, I think that Oregon is not going to have a hard time at all with us. Um, I hate to say it, but um, I know that there's a lot of people believing in Colorado. I'm not a believer. So there's going to be no told you so on that one next week. No. Well, okay. well here's, here's the way I look at this. Let's, let's be honest. TCU is not as good as they had been preseason picked to be. Colorado has played three, three pretty not very good teams. Right. When you're playing bad teams, you can afford to have slow starts. Yeah. When you're playing Oregon, when you're playing Southern Cal, when you're playing Oregon State, you're playing Utah, you can't start slow. you got to be out the gate running, and especially with a team that likes to put up points, run and gun, and just try to outscore you. If it takes you a quarter and a half to kind of to get yourself going, you're 21, 24 points behind, and, and there's no catching up from that. So that's why I think at this, this point in the season, we're going to find out what they're made of. Again, I'm not going to doubt him yet because they found a way, but I think the odd, the deck is very much stacked against them going into Eugene. Did, did you guys know? Did you guys know that Bo Nix is only 23 years old? He's there's no way. Old. There's no way. He's like 72. He's played 42 <laughs> years of college football. No, I Wikipedia reading him today. It, yeah, Wikipedia it lies. It lies. Well, this is his like this maybe, is his uh, fifth year. Fifth, fifth year, and he's still got 14 years of eligibility left, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's only 23 years old. That blew my mind. But anyway, Which for a college I, I quarterback guess. is old, man. That's like yeah. the next Stetson Bennett. Whatever, 22. If you've been in college for four years, that's 22. That's yeah. not that bad. One I, three years. Listen, not that old. I digress, but I always thought he was 26, maybe 27. Oh, you're looking it up. I see no, you. I'm not looking it up. I'm pulling up you, my notes. He's got the guys in the back looking it up right now to confirm. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got our version of Game Day's Bear off in the corner pulling up stats for yeah, us. Right. <laughs> All right. No, we actually, we hired Bear in the back. What are you talking about? I mean, we're that big. We're that big. He's not on Game Day anymore. Number four, Florida State at Clemson. The reason why I bring this up, this is not a top 25 matchup, but this is a game that Clemson could win. And y'all are going to laugh at me on that. I know you are, and you will too, because you have Florida State going in top four just like I do. But 
Clemson's had two weeks to work out those challenges that they saw in Duke, at Duke. And I think that Davo Sweeney has figured those things out. If you look at the last game, it was 45-7. to So defensively, they, they know what they're doing on defense. Offensively, I think that the quarterback has – I mean, I think that they figured out how to use – is it Cage Klubnik or something like that? Uh, they, I, I think that they figured out how to use him in the right way to win some games. Does there is there any chance? What time is this game at? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I think it's guys in the back. 12, 12 noon. It's a twelve, 12 noon game. Noon. So, so I, and it's at I think Clemson. that makes a difference. I mean, it's a tough opinion. place. Well, to Clemson. No, it doesn't make. You want to tell you why it doesn't make a difference? It's because it's in South Carolina. Twelve noon games are hot. They're coming from Tallahassee. It's hot. No, no, I. It, the only reason I say that is because a night game against Florida State, I would tend to maybe go more with Clemson. Um, but with a noon game, I'm going I'm going to go with Florida State. Hanger, you basically team. said they figured it out against Florida yeah. Atlantic. Okay, they're playing Florida Atlantic. It, I know that. But it does not matter. Okay, my thing is this, and again. It gives them a, just the same thing Florida did. Little confidence. The, the thing that Florida did in the previous game before they played Tennessee is they were throwing the ball a lot. They were getting things going. They were spreading things out. They were running the ball just to see how things are going to work. Here's what I will tell you. Florida State's better than Duke. This is going to be the best team that Clemson's played the, I thus think far. Duke is a good team, too. Duke's Duke not bad. Is a really good Duke's team. not bad. Florida State's better. Again, I know we've had a lot of Facebook discussion because of that game last week with Florida State, and I can appreciate that. Again, I think that was kind of Florida State's overlooking to this game because we see that happen quite a bit. They were looking ahead. They were Boston looking ahead College. to okay. Clemson, knowing that basically, in my opinion, this is your ACC championship game this weekend. And this so, determines uh, who's going to In my to opinion, ACC. yes. Can North Carolina make some noise? They could, but I'll tell you what, my boys gave them all they wanted, and based off of that, you saw nothing to think they're going to win the ACC. Can they figure it out? Sure they can. But that being said, I think what you saw last week was Florida State overlooking a bad team looking forward to this game. Do I think it's probably a close game? I do. But I still think, like I said, Florida State's in my Final Four. Yes, I did say that uh, since they're in my Final Four. I like Florida State on on Saturday. I do. all day. See, I think that Florida State's going to win this game, but I think this might be on our upset list and say, you know, because Clemson has had two weeks of of cupcake teams – to figure things out a little bit on well, offense. Well, it's, it's a really an upset. Right now the spread's sitting at two and a half favorite to four states. So that's basically that's, meaning – That basically means uh, – uh, they're basically saying because they're playing at Clemson that it's a two and a half point dog. Basically right. it's a pick em. And yeah. so we're going to find out because if Dabo's going to right the ship, it happens this weekend. If it doesn't happen this weekend, they're in for a long season. This is sort of – will be the next head coach of Florida. Yeah, this is Dabo. sort of a, a – a make-or-break game for Clemson, for real. And then for Florida State, I mean, this determines whether they have an easy road the rest of the season until they get to the ACC Championship. Because yeah. this is the last team they're going to play that might beat them, I think. Yeah. I'd have to look at uh, every game Florida State's playing, but, I mean, Florida is not going to beat Florida State. And I'm a Gator fan, you all know that. I just don't see that happening right now. Now, in three weeks, I might be changing my tune if Florida goes to LSU and wins that game. I mean, if you really want to look at this, the only other challenges based off the season thus far is they play Syracuse at home. I don't think that's really a challenge. They play Duke at home. That game will be close in the first. It'll be close in the first half. I think they pull it out, and then you got my at Miami now, and then you got Florida. So they get past this, their their seas get real calm, barring injuries. 
Well, Miami might be, might be. I mean, we always say this, right? Miami might be all that and more, but then they always turn out not to be all that. No, I could see Miami losing to somebody like Boston College, but then turning around and beating Florida State. That's just that's just Miami's mantra these days. So, but to the point being is. Their road gets a lot easier if they beat Clemson at Clemson. Shakes, what do you got for me? I think it can go either way. I I feel like it's uh, on any given day, any team could win. I really, I vacillated. I picked Florida State, but I vacillated between the two. That was a tough pick for me. Out of all of them, that was the toughest pick for me. That was, um, okay, yeah. yeah. I, and I think if Mark Wahlberg goes and rallies the troops again, like he did last Saturday, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the clips. He was in the locker room rallying everybody. Was he really? Yeah, he was. Oh, that's great. Okay. Hey, let's move on to Ole Miss versus Alabama. Or at Alabama, sorry. Number 15, Ole Miss. Number 13, Alabama. Saban versus Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss is an apparent offensive powerhouse right now from what I see. Going up against a team that basically only has defense on their side from what I see. Uh, Jalen Milrow will be playing as the quarterback for Alabama, is my understanding. And then Jackson Dart over an Ole Miss man is just a stud at quarterback. Um, I, If we see the team that came out in in Tampa last week it's a come out this week in Tuscaloosa, it's a freaking blowout. That Ole Miss has the has the offense to get past no. Alabama's defense. Alabama writes the ship this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Are yep. you going to have a told you so next yep. week? Because yep. I don't think well, Alabama is uh, Let me tell you what determines this game. Mississippi's run defense. Because how do you get your quarterback settled in as you run right, you run left? And, and how do you keep an good offense off the field? You run right, you run left, you keep the ball out of their hands. If Alabama has success running the football against Mississippi's run defense, Alabama wins the game. If Mississippi stuffs the run, this gets ugly. This gets ugly like Alabama hadn't seen ugly in a long time. Lots of three and outs. Clock management, classic old SEC drive football. We run the ball and play defense. Yes, we we get seven, eight-minute drives and then play defense. Trust me, it'll come down to coaching. Yes. But I just – yeah, I just – even though Saban's a better coach than Lane Kiffin, I just cannot see Alabama writing the ship in one week like that. At, oh, I don't think it's going to take them that long. I mean, I, I think they've had a couple off games. I think they come back and they just – I mean, trust me, he, he has been up trying to figure I this stuff so out. So he pulled Jalen Milrow from that entire game last week, I believe. Like, he didn't play. Jalen Milrow did That's not right. play at all right. because he was trying things out with the other two quarterbacks. It, it wasn't so much it, the quarterback like, was the issue. Three it, for it, five it surrounding cast. And then the other thing I always go back to when I'm, when I'm in turmoil about how games can go, the boys in the desert always seem to know because so what is they're the about line? money. So what's the line? Alabama by seven. Are you kidding me? That's the current line. So, therefore... That just throws another big wrench into all this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> that line is larger than the Clemson versus Florida State yes. game. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm putting my. I'm going to go put a lot of money on that. <laughs> trust me, that Alabama defense is going to show up and, and the legend shut picked down. The, the tide, they will baby. shut down. I the mean, legend picked the tide because. Because he, he I, I honestly think that the legend may have um, thought about it for a second. Like he did a Florida game, and he was like, 
roll tide. And then, you know, begrudgingly. You say begrudgingly. Alabama is not going to show up and play a bad game against Ole Miss. Period. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. Trust me. They have good players. They've played a couple bad games. They are not going to show up and play bad. All right. So this is a team that is probably going to show up and play bad, in my opinion. And we got number 22, UCLA, versus number 11, Utah. It's playing in Utah, in Salt, or in Provo. No, no sorry, in, in Salt Lake City. Sorry, Provo is where um, is oh, where Utah, BYU is. Oh, Utah State was in, in Salt Lake City. University of Utah is in Salt Lake City. All right, I trust you. I'm I'm probably wrong. <laughs> but I guys in the back, look it up. Look yeah, it look up. It up quick, right? Only the Pac-12. All right. Maybe you Two undefeated teams in the Pac-12. Honestly, um, Utah all the way, y'all. I, I just know it. Just a better team all around. They're playing at 4,400 feet of altitude. We're how we know what, about playing at altitude. What's the altitude right? in LA right now? Like, um, it's like 10 feet sea level. <laughs> yeah, okay, if that's the case, yeah, like. It is a, this is a team that is going to be just just worn out after the after the third quarter, man. I tell you what. And then Utah is just a good team in general. I don't know if they're going to win the Pac-12, but UCLA is definitely not winning the Pac-12. This is the week that they go down. It is Salt Lake. Oh. <laughs> they are in Salt Lake. Well, hey, Bear, thank you very much. We appreciate you looking it up for us, man. Um, Putting this guy to work this time of year. Um, I just... I, I've lost a lot of faith in Chip Kelly. I just don't think he can figure out good defenses, and Utah's defense isn't that bad. Now, granted, you know, offensively at the quarterback position, they've had injuries, they've had backups, they've had a lot of questions. But playing in Salt Lake, I think Utah gets it done. I quite frankly think this is a sloppy, boring game, but I think Utah pulls it out. I go Utah too. Move on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> not all. that big of a game this That's weekend. Um, Meanwhile. Meanwhile, what? What do you got, Cheeks? I picked UCLA to win. Oh, Wait, no. Do you have some sort of – are they are they close to your heart? Is this an emotional shot? Yeah, my mom used to work there. <laughs> okay, well then, we'll, we'll, have, we'll give you a pass on that one. Yeah. Another Pac-12 team that we talked about earlier, and another two undefeated Pac-12 teams that are playing this weekend, number 14, Oregon State, untested, by the way, this year versus number 21 Washington State tested already against Wisconsin and against what? No, Wisconsin. I don't know if that's called considered tested. That remains to be seen. Okay. Two undefeated teams. This game is a toss-up in my mind, but I'm going to give it to Washington State only because I'm looking at them and they've, they've played a a Power 5 team out of conference and won that game, and that was against Wisconsin. I don't know that Oregon State has been tested yet. This is going to be the biggest test that they've had, and I just don't feel like what the hell is the guy's name? Tua? Not, no. no, DJ Alphabet. DJ Alphabet. <laughs> I think that we see a DJ Alphabet that comes from Clemson who does not do handle pressure very well. And that's what's going to happen in this game. I d- disagree from the standpoint of, again, I picked Oregon State to be a sleeper. He's done nothing but build confidence over the last three weeks. He never was able to build any confidence up in up in Clemson. He never he never could get himself to where he was comfortable. And with every game, he looks more comfortable, more comfortable. It pains me to say that because I just I can't stand anything coming out. I of know him. you're a Beavers fan, so well, aren't we? All? Never mind. Um, that being said. <laughs> um, 
that being said, do I think they go into Washington State? Look, I think Oregon State wins the game. This is going to be this is going to be the moment we find out are they for real or not. This is going to be the moment to where when they're playing USC and they're playing Oregon in the Civil War last game of the year, are we going to be talking about them as a as a Final Four contender out of the Pac-12? This week starts that or ends it right now. I mean, this week determines the rest of their season. Again, always barring injury. Again, always go back to the boys in the desert. They're playing away and they are a three-point favorite. Yep. Yep. Let, let's move on, Huskies. Let's move back east. We gotta move back to the east, okay? We have a couple of Big Ten matchups, or a couple. Big Ten. Sorry, there's nothing in the east, but well, yeah, maybe these are. There's three <laughs> Big Ten teams that are playing this weekend. I guess Midwest. There's three Big Ten teams that are playing this weekend. Um, one of those, te- one of those games is number 24 Iowa, the Hawkeyes. Versus the Nittany Lions, number seven. Now you had said earlier that they were your team. That you Penn were State's like, in the final four. They blow them out. This game's over early. Call it a day. Move on. Yeah, I think Why do you say that though? An easy pick, because the simple fact of the matter is, Penn State's a way better team, and Iowa cannot score points, and their defense is not good enough to keep it to a ten to seven game. I mean. Iowa's offensive coordinators' salaries incentivized. They have to average 25 points a game, and I don't know if they've hit it yet. Okay, they can't score. They, you got to score points to win ball games. Penn State is a very sound, quietly good football team. This game is over early. I think that this game is going to be a low-scoring game, comparably, because Penn State can score, but they're not racking up. You know, 70 points a game or whatever. Although they have one game that was 65 to 7. Yeah, right? but you look at the competition when they yeah. did that. But so. last week, Illinois was where they played, I believe. Did they play Illinois? Yes. Yes. And it was a lower scoring game, 30 to a, thirty to 14, I think. Um, What's the line on this? Yeah, I would love to know the line oh, on I'll this. Tell you real one. quick. But if but you look at Iowa, Iowa, look. Iowa. They scored 24 against Utah State. They scored 20 against Iowa State. They scored 41 against Western Michigan. Western Michigan, it took a group of five to get them to actually score some points. Yeah. So, I just don't – and you're playing and you're playing in Happy Valley? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I, that that, yeah. that game gets out day. of hand. Pete State all day. Move on. Yeah, that weak yeah. offense over in Iowa is not going to be able to come out to Happy Valley and score any points. They're going to be all over the field. It's yeah, the line, right now, the line right now is Penn State – Favored by 14 and a half. The biggest game of the weekend, the bit besides the Florida versus Charlotte game. Oh, great! The biggest great. Game Mississippi of, State Carolina. Mississippi State yeah, Carolina. <laughs> All right, just play with me for a minute. Who wins that game? Because I think that Mississippi State might come to Columbia. I think that game actually is very entertaining, very close. <laughs> it goes to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good show. I, they you know, have a, I, I. Yeah. If I went after the Furman game, I would go Mississippi State. But I think Carolina actually played well against Georgia. I, so, uh, you know, well, the I, first half. Yeah. That being said, they've said yeah. Wells is not playing. It's going to be a shootout between two really good quarterbacks, I can tell you that. Yeah. Because both teams have great receivers and a great quarterback. It's going to be all outside all the time. It's going to be the, the quarters are going to come back. Determine who wins this game. I think yeah, because I, both teams are going to score legitimately. So I think the home crowd plays a big role in this at night. Okay, it, 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 be. real quick with that game is this: is that like love peeling back the onion, and getting in the weeds? Mississippi State's linebackers decide this game because they can pin back their ears and blitz Rattler the way North Carolina did. Because South Carolina's running game is dead again this week. Yeah. 
again, again, Mississippi State wins the game. If the offensive line can block those linebackers to where you give you give Rattler time, he's one of the best. He's one of the most precise quarterbacks in the, in the country. Oh yeah, he's proven that. You yep. got to give him time. If he's running for his life. Mississippi State wins the game. Exactly Ohio Hanger said at the beginning of the season. All he's going to do is be running for his life the whole. Running season. for his life all season. Yeah. That's what I said. Number six, Ohio State versus number nine or at number nine, Notre Dame. A home game for Notre Dame. Always overrated in my and opinion. And look who comes in right on you. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Notre we, Dame is, is definitely the favorite here, I think. Notre Dame, yeah. Um, we just started talking about Notre Dame. And my okay, man, okay. the Ripper, the wow. Predictor, the Ohio State lover, <laughs> alumni. Not alumni. I'm not alumni, sorry. Just uh, Ohio State fan through and through has just made it to the show. And we're going to talk perfect Ohio timing. State yeah, versus Notre Dame or at Notre Dame. So, I'm going to give you the floor, Ripper. Here, let me even hold the microphone right up to your face. I'm just kidding. You just got to talk loud. Though. All right, so we got game day in South Bend, Indiana, a game that I'm pretty nervous about, especially after what happened last year. Our offense seemed to be clicking a lot more when we played Notre Dame in week two than it has been so far in the first three weeks of this season. However, our defense does look like they've made some 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 positive strides over the last couple of years. In the front seven. Definitely in the front seven. Our quarterbacks are actually looking pretty good. Um, honestly, for, for the first time since 2021, our quarterbacks got an interception this, this year. So defensively, we're looking a lot better than we did last year. Offensively, last, last week against a very poor defense, Western Kentucky, we started putting everything together. I think it's going to be a close game. Notre Dame's going to have home field advantage. Marcus Freeman, former Buckeye linebacker, who's now their head coach, he's doing a great job moving them in the right direction. I'm going to go Ohio State 30, Notre Dame 20. Okay. Thinking with your so, heart, not your head. Yeah, so. <laughs> I thought about this for an hour and a half. I get it. <laughs> I got to call you in on this because. You don't think that Sam Hartman's going to put up more than 20 points against Ohio State? And the reason why I say that is this is probably top – I think he's number 11 quarterback in the country right now. I could what be wrong. What defense has he played so far? Um, I, I'd have to look – we have to have Bear look that up in the back. <laughs> Bear! We got Bear Bryant working in the back. Yeah, so he played Bryant. Navy's defense, which can be difficult. Okay. Um, but typically not. Um, Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Notre Dame has played at this played Navy, Tennessee State, North Carolina State, Central Michigan. Okay. So not not your best defense. Look, I would say it, not comparable to what they're about to. Here's play. here's my look at this, and, and it's been very documented on this show, and I've caught some grief online about this. I don't think McCarthy at Michigan's a very good quarterback compared to what's out there. Hartman is a better quarterback. Hartman is a better quarterback than McCarthy. McCarthy ate up Ohio State's safeties last year. That's why they won the game. They McCarthy ate up Ohio State safeties. If this game's going to come down, look, I like narrowing it down this week, don't I? It's going to come down Sam Hartman against Ohio State safeties. And if they can play with their receivers, this game gets entertaining. If they can't defend any better than they did against the Michigan last year, when you get in that deep third, that 15, 20, 25 yards, Ohio, um, uh, Notre Dame wins the game, especially playing at home. Right now, I think when I looked at it, I think Ohio State playing at 
Notre Dame is a three-point favorite right now. So now, I would not be surprised if Notre Dame has a three to seven-point advantage at halftime. But ultimately, I think what's going to be the deciding factor in this game is depth, talent, and depth. And Ohio State has that edge at this point. I will say this. I think this is the most entertaining game of the week. I think this will be fun. I think it will be back and forth a little bit. But, again, I think this is going to come down. Again, assuming they can protect Hartman. But that being said, the thing I keep coming back to, he had a ton of success against really good teams with a subpar Wake Forest team. And so now you actually put a team around him that can play. Think about think about the offensive line protecting Hartman now versus the offensive line at Wake Forest. He had he's going to have a half a second longer every single time. Every game he plays, every single time he throws the ball, he has a half a second longer, and he's going to be that much better than when he was at Wake Forest. I feel like Ohio State better not be late sitting on their. They better not be on their heels the entire game, and they better be preparing hard for this game. Early, this is it. This is the big. This is a huge game for both teams. Early on, you're going to see Notre Dame running corner post routes, right corner post routes, left. Get the cornerbacks wide where the talent is, and we're going to find out what their safeties have. If their safeties play with them, Ohio State wins the game. If their safeties get burned the way they did last year against Michigan, they don't have a chance. Well, Mar- is Estime going to be able to loosen up that front seven to open up that passing game? Give him, to, be, to give him time. Right, yep. that's going to be important. Marvin Harrison Jr., how do they control him in this game, Ripper? Because that guy... That's Georgia. <laughs> you try to take his head clean off. <laughs> he's, just, he's just so fast. 22.3 miles an hour, I think he was clocked at. Like, he, they said he was the, he was the fastest God. player in NFL or college football. And that's that's amazing. If you look at the way he's built, he's all torso. He's got these short little legs. They move a thousand miles a minute. so damn fast. Yeah, so can they control him? Because if if Notre Dame can, can, can protect that outward boundary, but then again, they're going to have their safeties playing a little bit further back. Because well, they don't have to control him. They have to control the line of scrimmage. Can they, they can, can, does he have time to get him the ball right. and let him run it down the field? And that's a big this, question, Mark. This game will be as much of a chess match as you see all year against two pretty, in my opinion, evenly matched teams, and we'll see what happens. What the fuck? What the fuck, Ripper? What the fuck? Okay, I got your point to fuck. I'm going right to you, my man. Yeah, not even prepared, but here we go. Sorry if I take this. Nick Chubb. Oh, oh baby. my gosh. Sorry. I love you. You're like the, the epitome of what a professional football player should be. You know, I'm not going to say it was a dirty hit. I think it was a hit that could have been avoided. But Nick Chubb, I feel for you. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Brit- Cheeks, what the fuck, Cheeks? What the fuck, I'm doing NFL. Go for um, it, I got it. So the Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith, um, got in the refs, in the official spaces, he's calling him for a, um, for, what did he call it for? Intentional grounding. And he got really pissed off and he ran over to the, the official and started yelling at him on camera. The official very gently moved him to the side and said, I'm talking to America. And then walked away. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Rebel, what the fuck? My what the fuck is NFL as well. And 
this will be very unpopular at this table when I start this conversation, but I think we'll understand. What the fuck, NFL? If you draft another Ohio State quarterback and expect him to be successful in the NFL, you have lost your freaking mind. Justin Fields right now, this many games in with the Bears, is worse than Mitch Trubisky, okay? You can go back the last 20 years. Ohio State quarterbacks are fantastic in college. They put up six stats, but they just don't make that transition. I mean, Pryor is their best guy, and he did it at wide receiver. But okay? most quarterbacks. But no, my point, no, no, my point being every – your big schools, yeah. If you get three out of ten – they haven't had a good one in the last 20 years, and they've had like five drafted in the first round. NFL, what the fuck? Stop drafting in the first round Ohio State quarterbacks. What the fuck, Chopper? I'm going to go back to what we talked about at the beginning and close it out with the thicker kicker from Missouri. <laughs> 61 yards. We made it full circle, y'all. What the 61 fuck? 61 yards, right. SEC oh record. What the fuck? What That's the peace. fuck? 61 yards, amazing. Kickers, kickers are people too. I'm going to say to our fans that are listening to the show, what the fuck, thank you for making it this far into our show and continue to listen. Buy us a beer sometime. At Guys <laughs> on Venmo. <laughs> All right, last call. We just heard it. We sort of heard it. Last call. There we go. All right. Uh, I don't even know if she said it, but this is usually on no, time. No, turn the lights on. Oh, okay. So, um, your NFL dream team, last week we did the college dream team. What's your NFL dream team, Cheeks? Mine's so predictable. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Go. Okay, Joe Montana. Enough said. Of course. Yeah. The, my running back is Jim Brown. I mean, who doesn't love Jim Brown, right? Yep. And, and this is a multi-sport guy, too, when he went to college. Wide receiver. Uh, my wide receiver, if you're going to have Joe Montana, who are you going to have receiving Oh, Clark. Jerry Rice. Oh, I thought right? you said tight end. I got you a tight right. end. <laughs> and then my tight end is Zach Ertz, a former Eagle, playing for the Cardinals, completely useless for the Cardinals because they suck. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, we'll go with the Rebel. Quarterback, I was torn because I'm a huge Montana guy. Montana. But how you can't go with Brady, I don't know. I mean, he's the greatest of all time, greatest football player of all time. But, it, you know, sub in either one Do you want Brady in the first 10 years or the second 10 years? All the above. Really? Dude, okay. he just won it with Tampa Bay when he's, like, been in the league for 20 years. No, I want him the second 10 years. I don't care. Uh, running back, Barry, because if Barry Sanders had played for a really good team, he would be – I mean, his yep. number of Super Bowls would be – can you imagine him playing for uh, – Playing for the Cowboys. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my That's goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sure. wide receiver, I got to go with Megatron. The dude could always go up and get it. I don't care where you threw it. And tight end, I was always, I was between Gonzalez and Gronk. Gronk's more fun. Let's go with Gronk. Let's go with Gronk. <laughs> right. You got to go with Gronk. Yeah. Who do you got there, Ripper? All right, tight end, I'm going Gronk. Wide receiver, I'm going Randy Moss. Oh. That was I was torn with that one. Yeah, I don't argue why would he not? He was my college guy. Running back, and I'm going to go with Barry Sanders. Now here, not the quarterback I think is the best ever. One of the best ever to do it. It's not Tom Brady, but I want to hear Hamaha, Hamaha. Oh, it's going Peyton Long, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Ain't no problem there either. <laughs> that was so right. funny. <laughs> All right. Chopper, who do you got, yeah, man? No smoother combo than Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Yeah, you got to go. There's not a smoother combo in all of history in the NFL. Um, of course, my running back is also Barry Sanders. 
mean, I agree. If wow, he's you on, didn't go with Bo in his heyday? Yeah, I didn't see enough NFL Bo in the NFL. Short, yeah. In the NFL, yeah, That's college, fair. yeah, Bo. But, but when NFL, he was there, he was good. <laughs> I know, but you got to go Barry Sanders and then uh, Gronk, of course. Yeah, okay, kinda. so I have Tom Brady, like a lot of y'all Shutter. do, because I'm a New England <laughs> Patriots fan, and I love the guy. And um, he's probably the only guy I would make out with in the entire whoa, whoa, world. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I love him that much. <laughs> you need to talk about this on your OnlyFans account, not here. <laughs> this got weird. I'm just kidding. I would not do that. But if you ask me, I might. Even somebody in the bar is laughing at you. <laughs> uh, Emmett Smith running back because I love the guy, and he's a Florida Gator chop. Chop. Jerry Rice because... I mean, would you love to see Tom Brady to Jerry Rice? No. no. I'd like to see Joe Montana to Jerry Rice. For tight end, you better not say Aaron Hernandez. No, Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> Florida. He's, a Florida guy. He's a Florida guy. I gotta go with Aaron Hernandez. Come on, man. Oh, no. That was Hanger's pick. I'm, oh, no. I'm kidding. Gronk because that- when when Tom Brady and Gronk are together, the team just does better, man. So yeah. hey, everybody, thank y'all for joining us for another week of Guys in the Bar Talking. Sports. Sports. See ya.